Cancer kills more than 10 million people every year. According to WHO, cancer is the leading cause of death worldwide. Our today's guest is the founder of Simplify Cancer who has gone through the phase of cancer in his life and after experiencing the worst thing of his life, he decided to help some other cancer patients and therefore he started Simplify Cancer. It is a website and a podcast which teaches people to deal with cancer problems. He is also a published author who has wrote two books. One is Simplify Cancer and another is Finding Hope in the Times of Uncertainty. Now without giving you any more information in the intro, let the episode begin. Okay, so let's start. You told me that uh, you had gone through the cancer phase in your life. So tell me, how did you face your cancer, panic attacks and all such situations? Yeah, thank you for the question. And thank you so much for having me on, on your show. It's, I think when you get cancer, it's, it's kind of like you end up in a foreign country where you, you, know, you don't speak the language you don't know how to get around and you feel lost and you don't know what to do next and you need to somehow figure things out. It's an incredibly overwhelming experience that uh, completely changes how you uh, see yourself, uh, it changes your body, it changes how you are with people around you. Uh, so it it kind of throws everything that you have up in the air and you're forced to try to make sense of it all and figure out what's right for you and for your way of life. You're forced to learn this kind of new language of, you know, people uh, and medicine and doctors and specialists. And you have to somehow communicate with people in your life with your family to explain how they can be there for you, how they can support you. And I wasn't very good at doing that, <laughs> frankly speaking. It's something I had to really learn to understand how to open up about your struggle because I think naturally we want all to uh, not to get other people worried. We don't want to get other people, especially people we care about. We don't want to hurt them. We don't want to upset them. And yet at the same time, what I really found is that most people, whenever you go through any kind of challenging situation in your life, be it cancer, be it mental health, be it um, you know bankruptcy, whatever the challenges might be, most people in your life, they want to help and they want to be there for you. But the question is, you know, we have to guide them. We have to explicitly explain how they can be there and support you on your terms. And that's, that's I believe, has can be incredibly helpful. But that, of course, 
means that you have you kind of have to make sense of your own situation to yourself first if that makes sense right so how many years did it gone through so it's been uh, this has been a few years um ago and uh i'm now in the clear but one of the things that i didn't realize also with cancer is that uh, you know when you get your all clear because i've i've had uh you know had operation for testicular cancer and chemotherapy um and what i didn't realize that even after i go through all of that which was pretty intense chemotherapy uh you know nine weeks having to stay in the hospital um i also you know every three months and this is true for uh most people who go through cancer every three months or whatever that is for 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 a person at that stage in their life you have to also go through these regular checkups means that you know every three months you have to do a whole bunch of tests you have to go and see your treating specialist to determine if it comes back and that's also a difficult part because you kind of prompts you to think about you know it all of these worries come up right because every pain or ache and you think well <laughs> is this cancer is it growing has it spread has it come back and that kind of affects how you get on every day you know right so uh, you are helping people who have cancer through the through that website you have simplify cancer so tell me about something yeah well absolutely you know i started this this uh, this website i started um the podcast and the tools that i'm sharing because i frankly speaking was uh gone through a difficult time i've gone through a difficult time with cancer and what i realized is you know um uh, as, as special as i think i am i thought well you know what many people must be going through this and having struggles with worry with um not knowing what to do with themselves so many people are you know going through figuring out what life should be like after cancer uh, because everything changes around you and i wanted to 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 find a way to help people make sense of it all so that's why uh, it all began with the podcast i started the simplify cancer podcast where I, you know i began interviewing experts around um oncology uh psycho oncology which is like the psychology around cancer um and also experts around you know wellness around cancer around exercise around nutrition uh that sort of things but also interviewing cancer survivors uh patients people who've been touched by cancer themselves and getting their stories as well because as much as uh, you know what i realized is that as much as all of our experiences are unique but the struggles that's something that we share across all of our experiences and that's what i wanted to speak to and that's why i began the website um you know in terms of having the uh this you know the free tools there having the podcast eventually it became a book and you know i'm i'm doing coaching as well so it's just become something that uh i i started to try to make sense of my own experience and it's become something that is <laughs> a lot bigger than i initially imagined so how do you actually help people 
Yeah, absolutely. So I've uh, I help people through uh, several ways. So I've uh, well, obviously they can listen to the podcast, they can read the book, and the book has practical strategies to do it as well. But I also um, offer coaching services to people uh, where I work with people one on one to really make help them make sense and find clarity in their life. Uh, after cancer to help them really feel more calm, uh, more in control, and, and more connected, but also to be to deal um, with you know find a sense of purpose. Because one of the things that I believe that is challenging when you go through a traumatic experience, when you go through crisis, you lose that sense of focus. You lose you because things that were important to you. Uh, they changed and you may not longer feel connected to the things that were driving you. I'll give you an example. You know, when I, you know, uh, when I uh, got cancer, I was, um, uh, I had a career in, uh, in project management and I realized that this wasn't something uh, that was, um, that was, it wasn't my life's work. I wanted to find something that would, um, that after cancer, I wanted to find something that I would feel, I would make a difference that would be significant for me uh, to make an impact in a way that is consistent with me. And, and, and finding that sense of purpose, that's why I, I believe is absolutely crucial, especially after going through cancer, because it helps you to reconnect it to your values. It helps you to make sense of your way of life and find something that gives your life greater meaning and ultimately makes you feel like you belong. Throughout this year, uh, throughout these years, uh, your life must be tough. So what do you, how do you describe the worst time of your life during the cancer crisis? The worst time was, to be honest, when I I was in the hospital and and I was actually in my ward. I was sharing a ward with a guy who was similar age to me, and uh, and one of the things that surprised me was that he always had people over. He had a lot of friends visiting him, and I thought, oh, hold on a second, that's great. I mean, he, He's a great person. I thought, where are some of my friends? Because I told them where I am. I told them what's going on. And where are they? And then I thought, you know, I thought, listen, I'm in this big hospital. Uh, There's a lot of specialized medical machinery. I'm sure they must be jamming the signal so people can't get through to me. So, of course, that explains it. That makes sense, right? And so I went out. I wanted to test my theory. So I got up uh, from my bed and I had this, I had my, my chemo uh, drip bag with me because I was plugged into the drip. And I dragged it out with me. I went out into the main ward and I found a nurse's desk. And I had my mobile phone in one hand and I had this, this landline in the other hand, and I dialed my mobile phone number and because I didn't know what would happen. I thought, you know, it would go to, uh, it would go to voicemail or maybe it would, it would say that there is no connection available. But to my shock, the phone number just came through and my phone started beeping and playing its silly jingle. 
And I realized, I realized that, you know, nobody's coming. And I realized that, um, you know, uh, that some of my closest friends um, kind of disappeared from my life. And to be honest, that was, that was the most difficult moment for me uh, because dealing with, with um, pain or dealing with uh, you know, a lot of physical side effects um, was tough. But at least I could, you know, find a way to get through it. Dealing with that emotional, uh, that social uh, side of it has been very difficult. I uh, know that this is something that is difficult to talk about. But I also know that it's absolutely must to share. Because having spoken to, uh, frankly speaking, with thousands of people in support groups on my podcast, in my coaching, I know that one way or another, in some way, everybody goes through it. Most people don't talk about it because it's hard, because someone in their life did not step up for them in a difficult moment. But I believe that that is something that is incredibly challenging. I know it was for me, and I know it is for most people who go through cancer. So you have two podcasts, Simplify Cancer and the Happy You. So what is the difference between them? Well, well absolutely. Well, uh, Simplify Cancer is focused on uh, getting, uh, making sense of life after cancer, practical advice on how to deal with, with worry, how to deal with treatment, how to um, get recovery. So this is where I talk to specialists uh, and also to cancer survivors about some of the strategies that they share. Happy You is, it's really just me talking about, you know, uh, some of the things that I've learned on my personal growth journey. Uh, maybe in, in a way that is similar to you. Uh, years ago, I started on this journey of um, personal growth, self-improvement. And I started to, uh, this began many years ago in my life, uh, I, I, of, of, of the relationship that I was in was uh, kind of dissolved uh, and I felt uh, this woman left me and I was I was in a, I wasn't in a, I was in a terrible place and I was really upset and I wanted to find a way to make sense of life and back in the time becoming a student of personal growth of philosophy uh, of um, psychology, of self-help has been a tremendous, made a tremendous difference to me. And so all of these years I've been, this has been my passion, it's been something I've been excited about. I've learned a lot through my own experience, enhanced by going through cancer, dealing with anxiety, dealing with panic attacks. So in Happy You, I'm really sharing what I feel is practical advice around leading a better, a happier, more fulfilled life if you've been through difficult times, if you've been through challenges, because I think that's that's really a crucial part of our experience is recognizing that we aren't all, all just you know floating in a cloud where everything is perfect, but that we all go through challenges, we go we go through setbacks, and we and it's all about picking yourself up and finding ways to to live in the moment and finding ways to get clarity about you know where you're at where you want to be and how 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 to ultimately get there you know that's what it's all about i believe so after getting out of this cancer crisis 
how did you find your purpose of life exactly well i i it all began with the the moment where i got i remember specifically getting home after my cancer treatment and i was so looking forward to just enjoying the things that i love doing enjoying you know my my having a cup of coffee at home enjoying reading my book and as i got my book and as i got my coffee and i got to sit outside uh like kind of on this bench we've got uh, in the backyard i realized that i i tried to drink my coffee i couldn't even drink it because my taste buds were changed after chemo i tried to read but i noticed that like all all like it didn't make sense in my head and and i i was extremely fatigued and i was uh, and and just mentally drained and i thought I, i was so down on myself and i thought listen i i can't live like this i have to I have to be able to work i have to be there for my family you know i i'm, I'm feeling upset and lost and i don't know what to do but then i thought you know what I didn't go through this experience to be miserable. I don't I didn't go through this experience to be upset. And if this is another chance at life, then I'm going to take it. And I'm and, and I just said, well, it's in the sense of purpose was I asked, well, if it's about other people, if I believe that sense of purpose is about other people because that's you know, that's why we uh, live in communities that's why we make friends that's why we fall in love and i thought well who do i want to help and why and who do i want to help became the question that the answer was to me that came out was i want to help people who've been touched by cancer whether they've been through it themselves or they had someone close to them go through cancer and i can help them to um, feel better about themselves and the world around them but i thought well, why is it important because i uh, i believe that having that reason makes all the difference in the world because the reason is what enables you to keep going reason enables you to stick to it and for me the reason was the reason was because i've been through it myself i know what it's like and the reason was because i i want to help people not go through the troubles that i've been through or at least perhaps if i'm one step ahead maybe get them support on that journey so that was that gave me that sense of purpose because i felt that i was making a difference to people and at first it was it was probably small you know when i started uh you know nobody listened to my podcast i had to it kind of all uh, came together over time so it didn't, it didn't happen instantly but even as i was starting and i had no idea what i was doing i had no idea about podcasting i had no idea about websites i did i had no intention of writing books or doing coaching i had no idea what that any of that was at the time but doing something that was meaningful for me doing something that i knew could make a difference to somebody else that gave me that push that gave me the sense of purpose and also it helped to in an interesting way to push aside worry to push aside uh feelings of anxiety because that focus that attention went towards doing something that was meaningful for me <laughs> you know i think that's what gave me that sense of of pulling me forward because that's what i believe purpose is about it's about 
movement. It's about not being staying in one place, but moving forward through your life so that you feel you're constantly making progress in a way that is meaningful and consistent for you. Okay. So you have also wrote a book, right? So how did you got the idea to write a book? Like what's about the book? So I wrote two books. Um, I wrote a book, Simplify Cancer. And I also wrote this book, Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. And the way I, I was really inspired to write this book, to be honest, by the conversation that I had with my grandma, uh, you know, at the start of um, this, uh, the pandemic in March of 2020, I was on the phone to my grandmother, and uh, she is the wisest person I've, I have ever met in my life. She's 96 years old. And I was talking to her about, uh, about the virus and about COVID. And she said to me, you know what? I experienced something similar. And she told me about a time in the 1930s. So this is almost, <laughs> you know, this is 90 years ago or a bit less. And she told me about the time in her life and she was just a student, a medical student in Soviet Union when she was sent to this remote mountain village to help people with typhus, which at the time was a huge epidemic and millions of people died which I had no idea about. And she, and it was tough because people were dying from typhus. My grandma herself uh, got typhus and nearly died from it. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of food to go around. It was a really difficult time. So when she was telling me about it, I was like, grandma, how did you get through this? This sounds super rough, <laughs> you know? And she said to me, you know what, Joe? We had hope. We had hope. That, that someday things are going to be different. We had hope that one day that things are going to change. And, that's, and that inspired me. That's, that, that made me think, well, you know what? Hope is what helped me through the difficult times and difficult situations that I was in. You know, it helped me through cancer. It helped me through uh, panic attacks helped me through other just nasty times in my life. So I wanted to pick out, you know, just some exercises and ideas that I feel could anyone could apply in their life to help them, you know, first of all, find hope in a difficult time, build hope towards, you know, ambitions and, and dreams that they might have. And also to, to share hope, which is giving hope to others who might themselves be going through a difficult time. So that's how I was really inspired to write this book. Yeah. So you have wrote a book, so you might also have read a lot of books. So can you tell me what are the three or five books that you have read till now? The best ones. Absolutely. So um, uh, I, uh, one of the books is uh, that has made a profound in impact on me is Brendan Bouchard's book called The Charge, uh, which I really believe talks about this idea of, you know, having that 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 spark in your life that's really moving you forward. That's been an incredibly influential book for me. Um, you know, uh, and another one is actually also by uh, Brendan Bouchard, which is Motivation Manifesto, which is also a uh, a 
book about personal growth and finding things that help you to move forward in life. I also believe there is there are fiction books that have a, a tremendous um, impact on me. And uh, one of them is uh, by a Nobel Prize winner, a Japanese author called Katsuo Ishiguro. And the book is called The Buried Giant. And even though it's a fictional book, this book, I believe, is the most profound work of art that I have read. Uh, I believe it talks it talks about many um, uh, fundamental concepts that we have in life about uh, lo- about love, about the sense of connection, about memory, and what does having memory mean? And what do our mem- memories, how do they kind of bring together the past, future, and present? So uh, this is some of the most uh, probably uh, impactful books that have been a part of my life lately. Through your life, what has been the best piece of advice you have ever got? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, the best piece of advice was uh, was probably be yourself. And when I asked, what does it really mean to be yourself? Uh, I asked this, uh, my grandma, and she said to me, be your best self. And that really was a, an understanding for me that that being yourself is not enough when that when that self is being scared or is holding back or is not doing enough. But being your best self, in whatever way that is for, for you, I think that is the driving force. Because when we are at our best, we're able to learn things. We're able to give more. We're able to share things with other people. And when you are, when we are at our best, we always experience a sense of growth and, and pushing ourselves, even if it's a little bit. And it doesn't mean you have to have some you know, incredible, uh, profound change, uh, and you have to be making some incredible impact in the world. But being at your best means continually you're experiencing that sense of growth, and you're moving forward on your terms in a way that is meaningful for you. Okay, so through your time of crisis, so many people have might have came to you giving you suggestions, giving you opinions. So how do you get rid of those people who are just giving negative hopes or? That's, that's a great question. I, I think it's all about uh, listening with your gut as well and trying to understand what's right for you. Everybody has an opinion. And sometimes those opinions um, uh, are helpful and sometimes they're not helpful. I really believe that um, each of us is a gatekeeper, if you will. We are are faced with different uh, opinions. We are faced with so much information, more than we ever have before. And so, uh, you know, I think it's important to think of yourself as that gatekeeper, someone who can look at any information or opinion that is offered and look at it from the lens of not whether it's right or wrong, <laughs> whether what is that person's intent or, but look at it, is it going to be helpful for me or not? Because if, if is it, is it going to make me feel better? Is it going to make me 
Uh, is it going to make me more connected with people? Is it going to help me to find information that I'm seeking? And if so, then great. And if it's not, then maybe it's it's worth putting it aside. So I think finding that 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 ability to check in whether something is helpful or not can help you to really filter out things that are not serving you in, in your life right now. Okay. So let's bring this to an end. Uh, what would you like to give the last message to my audience? Absolutely. The last message I want to say is this, that no matter what happens in your life, uh, no matter what experiences you have had, and I don't know whether someone's told you this before or not, but I want to say to you that you are enough. You are enough to be cherished. You are enough to be loved. You are enough to be celebrated. You are enough to have whatever thing that you want to have in your life. As long as you've got good intent, you deserve to have the best out of life. And what matters is the life that you lead today. That no matter what's going to happen, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what the future holds. We can make plans. But what's important is living in this moment today. That's what I've realized through through cancer, through panic attacks. Who knows what's going to happen? Life is very fragile. But what is about it is living for this moment today because that's all we have. So what can you do to live a purposeful life in a way that is meaningful for you, to make a difference on your terms right now? So who do you want to help and why? Because figuring out that will make you feel like you're moving forward in this moment and you're having the time of the, your life on, on your terms, the life that you truly deserve. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to rate and follow the podcast on the platform that you are currently listening. And we will meet next week with a new episode.